This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by brilliance professional Christopher Lee. Chris, can you take a moment and introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Then we'll talk about some of the healthcare trends you're watching most closely and a lot more. Chris? Uh, thank you for having me, Scott. So as Scott mentioned, uh, my name is Christopher Lee. I currently work on the enterprise architecture team at Elevance Health, which is the new name for Anthem. Uh, pre prior to this, I worked uh, across the healthcare ecosystem for UCLA Health, for a, a federally qualified health center, and in the health, uh, health tech, you know, health IT startup space. Um, I'm involved in, in various uh, activities within healthcare as well. So uh, pleasure to be here. Well, thank you so much. And talk to us about, when you look at healthcare today, there's just been evolution of digital health. There's lots of health systems facing financial troubles, staffing shortages, reimbursements challenging, new competition. What are some of the big issues that you're watching currently? Yeah, I am. You know, as you as you itemize there, there are a lot of issues that are coming at us from every angle. And you know, what I've been hearing from a lot of colleagues, both internally and you know, across the healthcare ecosystem, is this. Uh, drive back to basics, right? Uh, I think in the past few years, as, as much as innovation is important and, and continues to be important, a lot of uh, organizations need to start looking at, at, at the basics, at uh, their unit economics, at the, the technology infrastructure. As we've seen in other industries recently, there have been crises, let's say, due to technical debt. So how do we shore up our technology infrastructures, our tools, making sure everything works properly? How are we looking at uh, the reimbursement models and, and making sure all of our bread and butter costs and such uh, are taken care of before we, you know, let's say, dabble in some of these new, newer innovation, uh, you know, newer reimbursement trends and, and models? So uh, that theme around uh, going back to the roots and and really taking care of people, I think. One thing in healthcare I've been watching is around consumer experience. And then this is especially as other non-traditional, non-established players are moving into healthcare. They have more of that consumer experience. They may not have that deep healthcare experience yet, but they are chipping away at the market share of some of these traditional healthcare organizations. So how do we deliver a better experience for our providers, for our consumers, our patients, and for our community at large? Thank you. And, and what brought you into healthcare to begin with? How did you decide to devote your career to healthcare? Yeah, it's an interesting question. When I was in college, I knew I never wanted to be a physician or a nurse like many of my, uh, my uh, peers were uh, pursuing biology and, and nursing at the time. I thought I wanted to go into psychology. So I had studied uh, social psychology in undergrad, thinking I would go on to doing a PhD in clinical psychology, become a, a researcher, therapist of some sort. Uh, long story short, that didn't happen. And my first job after college was working for a, a small business brokerage that focused on selling medical, dental, optometry, and other allied health practices. So that really got me seeing that there's this business or administrative side of healthcare that I knew nothing about as a psychology major. I think some of my friends who had studied business were much more well-versed in like, okay, about value, business valuations and M&A transactions and such. That, that was all new to me and it, it was interesting. So I started looking into career paths in healthcare and what types of additional education may be needed. And I decided to pursue a master of public health in uh, health management and policy. And that, that's how I got into healthcare. 
that's phenomenal. When you think about improving patient experience, improving customer experience, aside from improving customer quality and patient safety, patient quality, talk about what are the what are the gaps, what are the challenges in improving patient customer experience and, and patient experience. When you look at that, what do you think of as the big gaps there? Yeah, I think there are several gaps. Um, people, processes, technology, right? You're looking across any industry, there are some organizations, you know, some businesses that are known for their great, you know, customer excellence. You know, you think of the, the Chick-fil-A's and the Nordstrom's of the world, right? And then you think of, you know, their counterparts at, at other, let's say other fast food chains, other, you know, Walmarts and such um, that do not have that customer experience. And in healthcare, I think, unfortunately, the average, you know, trends more towards the latter group, right? Um, being a patient myself at different points, it, it was challenging navigating the healthcare system, even though I, I worked in it, uh, figuring out health insurance, how much I am expecting to pay for something, you know, how billing works. And sometimes it's not, you know, not the patient's fault. Sometimes it's, you know, something got lost in uh, the process. And, you know, unfortunately the burden is, is placed on the consumer or the patient at that point. And I think, you know, if we were to really impact that, that patient experience, customer experience, you have to look at every part where, you know, every part of the process where something can break down and make sure that you, you know, you're walking through it from that, that patient lens and seeing what things would be frustrations or what, how do we remove friction here? How do we make sure that the ball won't be dropped there? Um, similarly, you know, from a technology standpoint, um, you know, it, it gets brought up a lot that when people are doing online shopping or they're uh, doing online banking, it's so, it's so easy, it's so intuitive, right? But in healthcare, a lot of that is still, let's say 20 to 30 years behind the times. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for improvement. No, absolutely. And how do we close that gap? Is it technology? Is it people? Is it focus on it? Because there is this, you know, you, you go to the most elite health system in the country, and I think about going, you know, often to Northwestern downtown when we have a serious issue, a serious family problem. No shortage of times we've been there or been to Mayo Clinic, and you could get magnificent care, but sometimes the consumer experience, the patient experience, the navigation is very challenging. How do you fix that gap? Is it technology? Is it people? Is it just focus on it? How does that happen? Um, part of the issue is, you know, we, we talk about silos a lot in healthcare, right? And often we talk about silos across organizations, but there are silos even within organizations, right? When patients are seeing their physicians or the care team, that's, you know, that's one group. And then they're dealing with billing, that's a separate group. Oftentimes the, the care team can, you know, can't tell them anything about billing or like, you tell them, oh, go look at the website or call this number, you go there. Sometimes you call into a, like a nurse hotline or a, uh, you know, a customer service line of sorts. And then you know, that, some of that information that you're relaying to them may not be uh, shared with other groups that you'll be touching at, at different points. So they're you know, asking you the same questions or they're, um, it's not providing a comprehensive customer experience. And I think you know, in order to align that, you know, the, each organization has to decide for themselves how best to, to manage this, but somebody needs to be taking a look at all those pieces and, and aligning them. And, um, you know, I, I think therein lies the challenges, right? Different groups don't want to be told exactly what to do or, you know, change forced upon them that makes their lives more difficult. So, um, you know, I think a lot of that friction needs to be removed within uh, the organization across those divisions and departments itself. 
Thank you. And, and, and when you look at improving patient experience, do you see places that are doing it great, improving this customer experience, improving this patient experience? And if so, are there any specific thoughts or ideas you see in those institutions that are doing great that, that you're you know, particularly impressed with? I don't know that I have uh, seen anything recently that is particularly innovative, but I think there is simply a, um, I think it's more of a perspective change a lot of times, an attitude change and in, in how we approach customer experience, you know, patient experience, uh, you know, really, it starts with viewing people as, as people, right? You know, the, the human experience, understanding that, hey, you know, this person's coming in here, they have this issue, um, they may not be, you know, in the best frame of mind because, you know, when you are sick and, and, and you're uh, worried and such, that, that affects who you, you know, who you present to be, right? So, um, like, really, for, for lack of a better way, you know, really caring about people, right, to, to start with. And, you know, that, that looks, you know, everything from the front desk to, you know, bedside manners of clinicians and physicians to, you know, it, it, it's a cultural issue, I think, to, to begin with. And then from there, I think that, you know, can lead into specific uh, trainings and such. But if you don't have the heart, there's, there's not, I think there's not much behavior change that would, you know, be significant without that human, you know, heart connection um, behind it. Certainly the, the human is a big part of it. I, I think about sort of recent appointments once he had, recent experiences personally with the healthcare system. And I think about sort of great experiences and where they've come. And I'll just go through a couple of them. One, we had a magnificent experience at the emergency department at North Shore University Health System. We just did a tremendous job taking care of my mother, incredible hands-on care, pretty quick throughput, great care, felt like the whole diagnostic system behind her, and we were able to get her in and out of the hospital in a few days. So that was very scary to us. That was sort of a great quality experience and a great patient experience. Think about sort of more recently doing different appointments for care and sort of going back and forth to the different connectivity system of the health system. It seems like 15 times to nail something down that seems pretty simple. And then I would view as sort of a more challenging patient or customer experience. And, and it does seem like this, then I'll think about a telehealth visit my mother had that was a debacle. Mm -hmm. it, it does seem like this customer experience is is um, still a very much a work in process in the mix of trying to move it to technology, which is sometimes clunky, sometimes great. Sometimes more importantly, there are people either really manning that technology or womaning that technology, whatever the right phrase is, or not. And whether they're manning or not manning it, womaning or not womaning it, really impacts whether it's used well or not and has the, the, the experience that we want to have, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I think you know, a big part of that uh, is you know, you were juxtaposing those two uh, encounters, it's reliability of the customer or the patient experience uh, is something that can be improved, I think, across the board within healthcare. Uh, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you go, you know, sometimes you might be a patient and you go in once and you had a, a fantastic experience, especially, you know, maybe you had low expectations going into it or whatnot, but um, you know, somebody else may be going to the, you know, their physician or through the health system 10 times and, you know, maybe seven out of 10 times were good. And then the other three, they encounter some issue along the way, whether with the care team, you know, the, you know, if people were not 
uh, accommodating or or with the billing issues or something behind the scenes, right? Uh, or you know after after the encounter. So you know I think there there is something to be said for uh, improving the system, the processes in order to make it more reliable. Um, just you know across across the board. Chris, I think that's actually a wonderful thought. This concept of reliability is the goal in improving people processes to get to better reliability and sort of watching the tech and, and mining the tech. Because if you put in the tech but you're not mining it, no good. But but I love that concept of reliability processes and people. That I think nails it. Uh, Chris, I want to I want to thank you for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I love the discussion. I, I think really informative. And I'm and learning and sort of trying to figure out how does this get better at this? I, and I constantly see sort of like, you know, it's very challenging because sometimes this virtual care is the right way to go. Sometimes the in-person care is the way to go. But I do feel like still when you go in person, there's more resources put in front of you and you really get more attention. And so trying to change that to where that becomes just as good virtually and so forth is still an evolving challenge, I think. Mm-hmm. Chris, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us today. Uh, on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. What a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Scott.